Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season. All right. For today's episode, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Matt Waletsko. Matt is an offensive lineman who played college football at the University of North Dakota. During this past season, Matt was named to the All-America second team, and he was also named All-MVP first team selection from Phil Steele. Matt also played in the Reese's Senior Bowl and was one of 346 players invited to participate in the 2022 NFL Combine. We will talk about that and more on today's episode. Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today. Let's kick off our chat by what I want to do is I like to start off talking about just how you get into football. Like, what's your story from the beginning? You grew up in a small town in central Minnesota. Tell us, when was the first time you suited up or when was the first time you picked up a football? Yeah, I mean, I think being from a small town, uh, my my town kind of just evolved and was just always around sports and whatever season was going on, I think um, the whole town was kind of behind it. So I think, you know, whenever football season would come, the fall would come around, I think. I mean, I would, I would always go down. I mean, my earliest memories were going out of the field, the stadium, and watching the high school games and giving them high fives and stuff and playing at halftime. So I think, you know, just probably as early as five or six years old, I was – playing catch and throwing the football around. So, And what about the sport intrigued you or what really made you fall in love with the game? There's so many aspects of football, probably just like the teamwork, the brotherhood, you know, like just it takes all 11 people on the field to, to win a game. And I think just, I mean, I love the physicality of the game too. Um, that's why, I mean, I'm an offensive lineman. It's part of the, part of the position, but I think, but yeah, just like the, just the overall sport in general and just the brotherhood, I would say. Sure. And my listeners know that this whole move the ball movement really kickstarted because I wrote a book about football called move the ball because I had been a student of the game since I was four years old. So like you got into the sport really, really young. And as a kid, I just took away so many different lessons, principles, strategies, things from the game that I've always used in my life to be successful. And so as you look at what you've learned from the sport, what are some of the things that you think are important that you'll carry over into your pro football career, as well as just to be successful in whatever it is that you go do? 
You know, yeah, definitely, um, definitely hard work, um, definitely determination. Uh, big thing um, that I kind of learned throughout was definitely perseverance. That just goes for football and life. I mean, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but how are you going to, I mean, persevere through the low times and, you know, stay level-headed when times are good? Because I think if you get too high, it can hurt you. And if you get too low, it can obviously hurt you. So I would say just being able to, you know, maintain a good mindset, even when things are going going poorly, being able to see the opportunity that comes from from everything that's that's thrown at you. For sure. Yeah, they say that, you know, the true test of a person's character is how they handle themselves in times of adversity, right? And it's being able to persevere through those moments and continue to, to go after whatever it is you're looking to achieve. Now, when you look at the offensive lineman position, what skills do you think are necessary to play this position well? And why do you excel at it? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things. Obviously, um, you got to have the physical traits, being a big guy. But I think just being able to be nasty, be physical, um, I think separates, I mean, the good ones and the great ones. And obviously having athleticism, speed, strength, explosiveness, um, I think goes a long way as well. But I think you see the great ones. I mean, definitely the NFL are really good at their technique, really good at their craft, whether that be run blocking, pass blocking, whatever they may excel at, I think the good ones really um, are able to hone in on their technique and really pride themselves in it. So I kind of, as I went on through college, kind of really definitely made it important that my technique um, was at an all-time high. Gotcha. The technique is important. Those little details, they definitely translate to success on the field for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So something that I love about your story is that it aligns and resonates so much with what the Move the Ball movement brand the brand is all about, meaning that Move the Ball represents the mentality that it doesn't matter where you come from. You can be the quote unquote little guy. You can be the person that people don't necessarily know about. And it's all about, you know, what you do to continue to capitalize on opportunities and take action to to move the ball. I mean, even with my my book and my brand, I knew nobody that played in the league or that was playing in the league. And just to see how far it's come and grown and, and the athletes have gotten behind it has been incredible. And so for you, your story coming out of high school, you didn't have a ton of scholarship offers. You had one, um, but sometimes that one is, is all it takes, right? And capitalizing on that. And here you are, we're talking about your path to the draft. So tell us about how was your mentality coming out of high school and then making that transition to the University of North Dakota? Yeah, you know, like you said, um, coming out of high school, I only had one one offer, and that was that was UND. But I'll be forever grateful for it. Um, but like you said, it's all about how you capitalize on things. You know, coming out, um, I think I was a little bit of a late bloomer, which could have been why I might have went under-recruited a little bit under the radar. Um, but I kind of used that as a chip on my shoulder, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. coming from a small school, like you said, people might overlook you and things like that. But it's all about, again, how you said it, how you capitalize on your opportunities, whether that be um, the senior bowl combine, just it can be day-to-day things. But, yeah, I think coming from a smaller school, I definitely, you know, use it as a chip on my shoulder and to carry me along into the draft and further ahead. 
Sure. And I mean, let's not take it away. I mean, yes, it is a smaller school, but you still did very well at the school. I mean, even starting in year one, you didn't plan on playing a ton, but you ended up starting, you know, the final five games of the season at left tackle going into the next season, you ended up a starter. So talk to us about that first year and kind of your progression from high school ball to college. Yeah. You know, like you said, you kind of go into college and especially at the offensive lineman position, usually it's that red shirt, people red shirt to either add weight, lose weight, whatever they need to do, just get in the playbook, um, get sharpened up, and just kind of adjust to college football. Because I think coming from high school to college is definitely a different play speed, even at the FCS level. So for me, going in there year one, um, being able to kind of pick up on the playbook quickly and being able to make the most of my reps right away, um, with the older guys, I think was huge. And it was huge to for me to show that to the coaching staff and just prove to myself that I belong here. But yeah, I think, it, I mean, it was an adjustment. Obviously, like I said earlier, the playing speed was faster. The guys are bigger and stronger and whatever it may be. But yeah, I was, I was blessed to be able to um, kind of get, get in there right away and get going. And in 2019, you ended up suffering a season-ending injury um, six games into the season. Talk to us about what happened there and then your recovery process. Yeah, you know, so the sixth game of the year, um, I ended up suffering a torn left ACL in my knee, which was, you know, unfortunate, kind of on a roll. Second year starting and then it kind of just halt right there. And there's that, you know, especially with that injury, you know, it's, it's a pretty big one. So it's, it's like, well, will I come back better? Will I come back the same? Will I come back worse? Will I come back from it at all? So I think for me, kind of what I take and kind of live by is just make the most of your opportunities. I mean, you can either look at something like this injury and feel bad for yourself or you can use it as an opportunity to, you know, grow, grow in areas that you may not be very good at and, I think I used it to kind of grow my leadership style because obviously I couldn't play. So just being a bigger voice for the offensive line and the offense and really the whole team, I think was really big for me. So just taking steps like that, I think, I mean, even though the injury was not planned, obviously, I think I still, still got some good things out of it. For sure. And as you know, becoming a better player doesn't just take place on the football field, right? You talked about the mentality. You talked about just being able to contribute uh, to your offensive teammates from the sideline. And there's a lot of preparation that goes on outside of, of the football field itself, the weight room, the film room, your diet, so many other things. And so sometimes, you know, an injury, while it's unfortunate, it actually helps us, like you mentioned, to become better when we come back. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you look back at your college career, like what were some of your most memorable moments? You know, honestly, kind of like I mentioned at first, like football is like big with the brotherhood. And I think those are kind of the memories you remember the most. Maybe not, maybe not the wins and losses themselves, um, mm -hmm. but the memories you make, the friends you make, the lifelong friends. And I think just looking back from freshman year to senior year, just all the bus rides, all the plane trips, you know, all the weight room sessions, you know, because 
I mean, the long summer conditionings, those sessions aren't easy and it's just making the most of them. I mean, with your brothers next to you, I think is what you tr- truly do remember all your, all your years down, down the line. So Sure. And let's talk about your time after your injury in the 2020 season, 2021. 20, I mean, post-injury, you ended up having all MVFC honors both years. Uh, let's start off with this truncated 2020 season, the COVID year, one that required a lot of us to, or required all of us to do some adjusting and adapting to, and football programs were no different than that. A lot of changes. Talk to us about that year. Yeah, you know, so obviously we didn't we didn't play in the 2020 fall like the FBS schools did. Um, so, you know, it was tough. I mean, we went in there the 2020 summer um, just preparing like like we were going to have a normal year, um, which was which was key, I think, just to have that mindset like we were going to play. Uh, but then when they did cancel it, you know, it was tough, but we knew we were going to be able to play in the spring. So just being able to maintain that I mean growth mindset throughout that fall and just continue to get better and not feel bad for ourselves because literally everyone was going through it in some manner or another so just being able to push through that fall and then finally get into the spring I think and in the spring we joined the Missouri Valley for the first time and we ended up sharing a title of it and turned a lot ahead so I think that just goes to show that our you know, our mindset and effort and just perseverance through that COVID fall in 2020 really helped us. And we were really able to, you know, have fun and turn a lot of people's heads. Sure. And having fun is important as well. So in this final season, you ended up dominating on the left side for most of the season. What was your favorite game of last season? Ooh, favorite game. I would say all of them. Nah, honestly, probably the North Dakota State game at home I think because that I mean that's obviously our biggest rival um so whenever whenever we play them you know the whole kind of state shuts down and turns it on and tunes in or even comes to the game so being able to have them at our place for the first time in tons of years I don't even know how many years it was but it was just amazing solo crowd and it was just a it was amazing what it was an amazing experience I should say so the time has come. You've hung up those college football cleats, and now you're getting ready for the draft. You ended up being invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, it is, for those that aren't familiar, although I'm sure most people listening do know, it is the nation's most prestigious college all-star game. It's an annual game, and, and a lot of people say it's the first step to the NFL draft process. So last year's Reese's Senior Bowl had, uh, not this year, but last year's, had 106 total players drafted, 36 selected in the first three rounds. So, I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal to be able to go to that, uh, that and participate in that bulk. And what was that experience like for you? You know, honestly, it was amazing going down there, you know, being from a smaller school again, you kind of go down there with the chip on your shoulder to, to prove yourself, prove you can play with the best of the best to prove to these teams that you are who you are. And I think just throughout that whole week, just you know, meeting with teams, meeting new guys from around the country. It's just, it's an amazing opportunity. It's something I'll never forget. And, you know, just having that Jersey and all the stickers that you exchange with the different players from teams across the country. I think it's just something that truly was a blessing to be a part of. 
Sure. And something that you said, you had talked about that you come from a smaller school and uh, you had said before, not on our show, but in other interviews that this can be enough, but to come out here literally with the best of the best, I think that creates confidence that you can do it. Let's talk about, I mean, confidence is so important, right? And so being invited to such a prestigious event, activity week of just uh, being able to meet with teams, practice with great guys, show off your skills. Like how was your confidence level going into that week? You know, yeah, I mean, you touched on, I think, I mean, your confidence has got to be, got to be high because, I mean, this game, it'll eat you up if you don't play with it. And, you know, for me, just, I mean, going down there, confidence was huge going into the week because, like I said, smaller school, you can get knocked for that because you play, I mean, less competition than FBS schools, as they say. So, I mean, just going down there, I had all the confidence that I could do what I do and, just, you know, have the confidence in myself to get it done and compete at the highest level that I can. And you were training at Exos in Phoenix for a while before the bowl game and then also before the combine. Uh, Talk to us about what your training experience was like. What were some of the things that you were really focused on going into the combine? Yeah, you know, I think just the overall just aspect and just the training aspect going down there, it's obviously a world-class facility and you get around world-class athletes from around the country. And even now there's NFL guys coming through and just to be around those guys, it just creates a great atmosphere. And I think when you get around better competition, it only raises your level of competition. So when you get around guys that push you to do your best, I think your best grows and your best gets better. And I think just even going up to the combine, it was great to compete with that group of guys for that, for that amount of time. Sure. And uh, you had some great stats at the combine, uh, 40 yard dash around a 5.03 uh, official uh, 30 inch vertical broad jump, 113 inches. What was your experience at the combine? Like, you know, it was great. Um, Honestly, that, I mean, those four days I was down there, it was amazing. And just, again, being able to talk to teams and showcase who you are, show them your story and kind of why you fit within their team um, was really great. And then again, like the senior bowl, just meeting that, meeting all those guys, because there was over 300 different players there and um, like 59, 60 offensive linemen. So just being able to be a part of that group was was such a pleasure and such a blessing. So yeah, it was definitely a really fun week. Good. I'm glad it was a great experience for you. So Matt, if the team were to ask you, why should they pick you over someone else? What would you say? Oh, you know, honestly, just that my hard work, determination, and I mean, my mindset, I mean, I won't be stopped. I'll compete with whoever I need to and just compete for a spot day one. Good answer. All right. So what I want to do now, Matt, is I want to run you through my two minute drill and ask some fun questions. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First question outside of football. What do you like to do? Uh, I really love to fish and hike. Okay. What is one thing most people don't know about you? Uh, I have size 18 shoes. That is a big size shoe. Yeah. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Smart, tough, and 
respectful. And if you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? I love like intro songs for like teams. So I, I love understanding man when teams play that. So probably that. Okay. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? You know, honestly, to take nothing for granted. You don't know what play will be your last. Um, so just go out there and give it all you got every single day because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Great piece of advice. And I'm going to flip it and ask, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? Yeah, probably live in the moment. I think that's such a big thing. Um, I think people, I mean, even me can look ahead into the future and can get excited and it can kind of stall what you're doing right now um, in the moment. So I think just living in the moment and just kind of tying into just doing what you can every single day because nothing's ever granted. So oh, definitely. I think it's important that we all don't lose sight of living in the moment because you're right. You never know what, what tomorrow can bring or you don't, tomorrow's never guaranteed either. So my next question is you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people living or deceased. Who would you pick and why? I'll pick Joe Thomas, ooh, Peyton Manning, and probably Michael Jordan, honestly, just because, I mean, those are the, what I think some of the greatest to ever do at their, at their positions. I mean, Joe Thomas, just to pick his brain because he played the same position that I did mm-hmm. or that I do. So just to pick his brain. Same with Peyton Manning. I mean, I hear stories about like, how in the locker room he would just, I mean, say any, like he could read a playoff without even like looking at, at the script and like could tell you what the defense was going to do before they do it and just kind of pick his brain too and see how, how he does it and how he like learned and studied. And, you know, same with Michael Jordan, like he's, I mean, the greatest of all time at his sport too. So I think, which will be a debate probably in the comments, but you know, I think just all those three guys are are really, really amazing at what they do. So, For sure. Three great choices. And my last question is, do you sing in the shower? I do not know. Okay. And uh, so, Matt, as we look to close the show, let people know, where can they follow you on social media? Where are you at? At Matt Wesco on Instagram and at Matt Wesco on Twitter. Perfect. And we'll put those in the show notes so people can keep up with you. So Matt, thank you so much for joining the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on. And thank you uh, to everyone for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not yet already done so. And also please share the show with someone else who you think would enjoy it. Alrighty. Thanks so much again for listening and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.